Welcome, welcome, Pokemon Go trainers. This is Life After 50, a Pokemon Go podcast. I am your host, Josh Flores, and welcome. Yeah, welcome, guys. Welcome. All right, okay, okay. Welcome, guys, to episode 10, Gratitude. Now, it is not Thanksgiving, but we do have a lot to be thankful for. I mean, me personally, I have my friends and family to be thankful for, and they will be the people that I will be talking about today. So let's first get into today's story. Today's story is about my friend Tony. Now, my friend Tony took me to beat my first raid a couple years back. It was a Giratina raid. And the reason why I wanted to talk about Tony, and I've talked about him before, as far as the guy who introduced me to Charmander Community Day and kind of started my whole kind of journey. But one of the things that I really liked about Pokemon Go was the battling aspect. So when it came to raids, naturally, I gravitated towards that more than really anything. I really gravitate more towards PvP, but raiding is definitely number two for me. I once did a Mega Charizard by myself, but obviously I didn't beat it because I was by myself. So Tony was gracious enough to bring me to the downtown area, Jersey City, New Jersey. And it was around this time that he introduced me to Giratina raids. We tried to duo the Giratina, but I was low level at the time, I think like 27, 28. So obviously we didn't defeat it and he was level 40. This is before level 50 came out. But when I did that Mega Charizard by myself a while back, remote raids weren't a thing. So fast forward a couple years when we do the Giratina, he's like, oh, I'm gonna just call up some of my friends and then I'm gonna have them remote in. And I was like, what is that? And he was like, well, it's a feature where you can literally invite anywhere from across the globe and they can help you beat this Giratina. So he got on the phone, he texted a couple people, he called a couple people, and there they were. But again, I was a very low level, so we didn't beat it. He had to get more people. And because my friend plays literally every day, all day, we got enough people to beat it. And I didn't catch the Giratina. I couldn't catch it. My friend offered to catch it for me, and I was just so stubborn because I was telling him, hey, you know, if I can't catch it on my own, then I don't deserve to have it. He ended up having to call another group of friends in order to take down another Giratina and finally that Giratina I caught it. Now the reason why I mentioned that story is because that right there sparked my interest in raiding, sparked my interest in not only playing the game but having enough friends so that when you need to defeat something or if you just need some information you have someone to look forward to. I was lucky enough to have Tony in my life or I'm lucky enough to still have him in my life but not everyone has a Tony. Not everyone has a support system to take them to certain levels in their gameplay. Now, Tony's not the only person who has helped me in that way. There's actually one more person. There's a lot more people, but there's one more person that I would like to put, I guess, in the number two spot. If we if we were ranking these, I would have to put Tony at the number one spot because Tony is super supportive. It doesn't matter what shiny or hundo that I get that he already has. He's always super happy for me, not necessarily competitive. You can't ask for anything better. And in my Pokemon Go, journey, I have met a lot of interesting people. I still play Pokemon Go with Tony till this day, and I will continue to play with him because that is my guru, my Sherpa, the one who taught me the way of Pokemon Go, and I'll always be grateful for that. Now, the second person that I want to talk about is someone who always invites me to raids. Now, when I first started playing the game, I used a friendship app, one of those, not apps, but those websites that you can get other people's trainer codes from, and I made friends with 
someone very early on. I don't know why they wanted to add me as a friend or why they kept me as a friend, but it turned into something wonderful. Now, one day I'm on the train going to work. I work an overnight shift and it was around 9 p.m. that I get a raid invite. Now, at 9 p.m. local time, you shouldn't have any raids by you unless the raid is kind of like running out, but around like 9, 9.30, you really shouldn't have raids locally anywhere near you. So getting a raid at 9.30, almost 10 p.m., I was like, what is going on? And week after week, it just kept happening. Every single Wednesday, I was like, what is going on? Wednesday is the best day in the world. Now, what I didn't know is that was called raid hour. And the person that was inviting me was from California. This was back in 2020. I've been raiding with this person for three years. And thankfully, because of them, I was able to get so many shinies, so many hundos. And the reason why I want to thank them specifically is because I cannot participate in my own local raid hour. Because I work an overnight shift, I have to sleep during the day. So I was lucky enough to have someone who not only does raid hour consistently, but is from the time zone that perfectly allows us to play together. Now, this was a time when remote raids were plentiful. They didn't cost two bucks and, you know, you can do them infinitely as many times as you want. So it was really a great time. Lately, obviously, we can only do five raids. So raid hour has become more raid half hour. But because of that campfire app, I was able to message my friend and say, hey, thank you. Thank you for so many years of inviting me to raids and treating me like someone who was worthy to to send raid invites to because when she was sending me raid invites, I wasn't even level 40 at the time. I was like level 32, level 33, but every week they were sending me raids consistently over and over. And it was nice. It was nice to have someone looking out for me, someone way higher level because she was level 50 when level 50 first came out. But it was so good to have her look out for me. I don't want to say her trainer name or you know anything about that just in case I, I, for anonymity sake. Tony, I care about Tony, but because he's my closest friend, I don't care about him. And if you have a close friend, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The kind of friend that just, great. But this other friend that I have that invites me to raids, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to everything or thank you for helping me reach level 50, essentially, because if it wasn't for you, there are lots of tasks and a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to get done if it wasn't for this person always sending me raid invites. Well, her and her boyfriend. Over time, because of the Campfire app, me, my girlfriend, my friend, and her boyfriend have all become friends in the game, so now we're able to help each other out from time to time. And it's nice to have that community. It's nice that over time, these relationships have built to this point over this amount of time. And we have things like Campfire, and now I have this podcast to publicly say thank you. Thank you guys for everything that you've done. Now, you're not the only people that I'm going to be thanking. I mean, this is not some sort of like award thing or whatever, but lately I've been thinking, what am I going to do for the next episode? What kind of information am I going to give? And the information that I really wanted to give you is this game is a really fun game, but sometimes a game or an experience is better if you have people to share it with. With the example of Tony versus my friend from California, my friend from California, I've never met. I don't even know what they look like. 
Tony, I wish I didn't know what he looks like because come on, get it together, bro. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But what I'm trying to say is whether you have a physical IRL friend or a virtual friend, the little things you do for those people or the things that they do for you, if you believe in it, it means a lot. And it means enough for me to use this time to say thank you. And next, I just want to shout out some other people that really inspired me to keep going. There's this one guy in my chat that the guy is a little bit insufferable in my Facebook chat. And I meet it in the most loving way because the guy is insane. This guy has every single shiny and hundo from around the world. The lengths that he goes to to get these things is borderline psychotic. But there's a certain level of respect that I have for someone like that. Now, I thought I was a hardcore player. And I thought my friend Tony was a hardcore player. But this guy blows us out of the water so hard that you, if you just knew what this guy does. Now, would you camp out all night just for a shot at Mewtwo in the morning? No? Well, that's what this guy does. This guy has a full-time job and a family, and somehow he makes the time to camp out in certain locations when he cannot remote raid just to get the certain shiny, especially if it's a shiny that just came out like Bombardier. He is there. He is getting invites from people from New Zealand because they are 13 hours ahead of us. That's how hardcore he is. I've played with a guy who had four phones. He had three phones and then the other phone was looking for hundos and whatever else it was, PVP desired IVs in New York City. It seemed like he knew everything about the game and obviously he did. He had four devices. That's insane. Anything more than one is insane. I'm sorry. All right, maybe two isn't bad. Sometimes I double fist, but I asked him, what level are you? He said level 50 on every single account. That's a little overwhelming at first, but once you get past that, it was a little bit admirable how dedicated this guy was to the game. And the thing about this guy was that he was so supportive towards me. As we were walking, he was giving me tips upon tips on how to play, especially in New York City, because playing in New York City is a whole other animal than playing in other places. And he was kind enough to show me literally everything he could in the amount of time that we were playing together. We became friends in the game, and still to this day, every once in a while, I'll go to New York and I'll just see him walking around because that man is dedicated beyond belief. And yeah, these other examples of people that I gave you are more geared towards being kind of like the hardcore players, but the hardcore players have a lot to offer us. And what I mean by us is me, because I am not necessarily a hardcore player. I went hard for level 50, but really after level 50, I slowed down a little bit. I don't grind like I used to because the events themselves are not really what I'm looking forward to. What I'm really looking forward to are the stories, the meaningful connections, obviously a couple shinies and hundos, but what I've been doing lately is I've been trying to add a certain level of social value to my Pokemon Go playing time. Although I love the game, after a while, no matter how great the game is, the game gets better when you have someone to show that shiny, when you have someone to show that hundo, when you have someone to learn from, and when you have someone to teach. Everyone mentioned thus far 
definitely holds a special place in my heart because they've made me the Pokemon Go player I am today. And it's not just Pokemon Go. In a sense, they've helped me become a better human through the game. And I hope that's what you use the game for. I hope that overall, whatever you do and however it is you play, you always exit the app or most of the time, I hope you exit the app feeling good, feeling good about yourself and your accomplishments and what you have done because this game requires a lot of time, patience, focus, dedication, and money if you spend money. I know it doesn't seem like much because it's just a game, right? But for me, it's a little bit more than a game. For me, it's kind of a way of life. I might not take the game as seriously when it comes to certain aspects of it like PvP or shiny hunting or do anything like that, but I do take playing the game in a way that helps me develop meaningful memories. And there are way more people, but those are people that for one reason or another have really impacted the way that I play the game and the way that I see the game and the way that I see the potential of other people to play this game. Oftentimes, a lot of information out there is geared towards the individual because it makes sense. It's your own game. But the game becomes so much more elevated when you can play with someone else. And that doesn't even mean that that person has to play the game. They don't have to play the game. If they do, that's going to be even better. But if they don't, then that's okay too. I mean, playing video games is amazing, but when you can blend reality with sort of the fantasy, then that's where you're really able to elevate the gameplay and your satisfaction. Because if you don't get something, that's fine. If you could experience that pain or triumph with someone, it just means more. And later on, we're going to be talking about one more person, maybe a couple of other people. Next up, another person that I want to give a shout out is to my friend Oscar. And the reason why I want to give him a shout out is because Oscar has patiently sat with me and worked through the kinks of how to set up a podcast, how to do all this stuff with the music. And he provided a lot of the music and he kind of plays the game a little bit. I wish he would send me more gifts, but he like he just he sucks at sending gifts. That's just who he is. Now, that's not just who he is. Oscar is an amazing human being. I will link his social stuff in my stuff so that you can check out his stuff because he has really great stuff. But Oscar, seriously, if you're listening, you need to play more. So, you know, do that. Now, I have a couple more people that I want to talk about, but let's not get into that right now. Let's get into this. We talked a lot about routes and routes in the last episode. But by the time this episode comes out, this out to play event will still be active and it's active to monday october 2nd 2023 8 p.m local time so if you haven't gotten your growlith hisuian growlith or the like shiny or any of the other stuff you still have a little bit of time now from what i'm hearing in this event the ability to get Zygarde cells is a lot easier. So remember in the last episode when I said, hey, I'm not going to really show you that glitch trick so you can guarantee, so quote unquote, guarantee a Zygarde cell. Zygarde cells are those little kind of green dots that appear along the route, if you're lucky. Those Zygarde cells go into the Zygarde cube. And once you've gotten to, I think, like the second page of the research and you encountered a Zygarde, you'll need uh, overall 250 cells in order to transform it into its final form. And this out-to-play event is going to help you with that. 
Now in these wild encounters, Psyduck, Growlithe, Onyx, Eevee, Phoebus, Wubat, Palmy, and then Arcanine in the wild. But there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, a lot of people aren't doing that glitch trick anymore. They're just actually just getting the Zygarde cells and cubes or just the cells, the cubes you already got, hopefully. Now the eggs. The following Pokemon will hatch from two and seven kilometer eggs. It's the Hisuian Growlithe with that shiny potential because it is the new Pokemon shiny release. Now I'm going to be completely honest. 7K eggs, completely trash. Why? Because the pool is Hisuian, Growlithe, Sneasel, Quillfish, Palmy. Oh, that's from the field research encounters. Either way, the Sneasel, the Quillfish, and then there was like a couple more Pokemon. It just didn't matter. The Growlithe was like the only one that could be shiny. Um, sorry, that's, that's not good. Don't hatch seven kilometer eggs for this shiny Hisuian Growlithe. If you are a shiny collector, then yes, do everything in your power to get this Hisuian Growlithe. If you want a little bit more information, if you really want to get this Growlithe, this is how you're going to get it. During this event, hatch three eggs, boom, Hisuian Growlithe encounter. Walk five kilometers, boom, Hisuian Growlithe encounter. Then going forward after the event, if you hatch two eggs, you can get a Hisuian Growlithe encounter from a research task. When you spin the stop, if it says hatch two eggs, you can encounter either Hisuian Growlithe, Sneasel, Mawile, or Phoebus. They all have shiny potential. The other one is spin five Pokestops or Gyms. Now the first two event tasks that I mentioned were just that, event tasks. Hatch three eggs, walk five kilometers. Those are gonna be the two respectively that you're gonna look at with a little yellow border around. That's gonna be your event task. But after the event, if you just wanna encounter the Hisuian Growlithe, hatch two eggs or spin five Pokestops or gyms. But remember, when you do that task, the hatch two eggs, you're gonna have that pool of Pokemon. And then from that pool, hopefully you get the Hisuian Growlithe. And then when you get it, hopefully that it's shiny. And then the shinies are one in 500 odds. So good luck. Same thing with the spin five Pokestops or gyms. It's going to be Growlithe, Kanto, Hisuian Growlithe, Kanto Slowpoke, and Galarian Slowpoke in that pool. But overall, I think the route system is just getting a, a, a little bit better. It's getting worked out. So this event, this event isn't too bad. The Kecleon will be appearing more frequently at Pokestops. I haven't experienced that. I haven't been to too many Pokestops, but I don't know what this increased Kecleon thing is. And that's pretty much it for the the research. I, I don't know if you bought that $2 pricing thing. But again, for the two incubators and the one super incubator, it's worth it. Just don't use those incubators. That's how it's more worth it, actually. Because those two and seven kilometer eggs, the two kilometer eggs aren't dropping as frequently and when you fill up your seven kilometer eggs, you're more likely to get the things that aren't 
the Hasuian Growlithe. So be very careful. If you are a shiny collector, like when I told you the guy in the beginning of the episode that he gets everything immediately, doesn't matter what it is or how to get it, he's just going to get it first. Whatever Hundo, Zygarde sell, he's just, he maxes out on resources and Pokemon just all day. And my friend Tony kind of does that too, but he's a little bit more laid back. Also, he's not trying to camp for any kind of Mewtwo's or anything like that. that that's just insane. Now, after this out to play event or during it on Saturday, September 30th, 2023, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time, you're going to have an Azuril hatch day. I wish I can talk better about this, but it doesn't seem like they're giving you like quarter hatch distance. It just seems like they're saying that you're just gonna have an increased chance of hatching shiny Azuril. It's gonna hatch from two kilometer eggs. They're gonna drop more often from stops during that time when you spin them. You'll get two times candy from hatching eggs. Two kilometer eggs will drop much more frequently. That's what I just said, two times Stardust. This event is really only good if you're, if you have like 12, 12, uh, 10, 12 kilometer eggs or whatever it is. And then you hatch them during this time so you get the Stardust bonus. Maybe if you have a task that you need to hatch stuff, this is okay because it keeps you motivated. But the Pokemon itself is meh. I am sorry. I'm trying to find a silver lining here, but it, it's really hard. And then the Go Web Store Azuril Hatch Day Bundle. But this is a perfect time to implore that technique of calling somebody on the phone, having someone walk with you whether they play the game or not. If they don't play the game, refer them and you'll get a medal for referring someone to play the game. Teach somebody else how to play the game. Or if someone else does know how to play the game, have a shiny race. See how many can get more shiny Azeroth and whoever doesn't buys a water or whatever, snacks. Make the most out of this. If you're like, oh, I'm gonna play this, but it kinda is boring, you gotta spice it up a bit, you gotta jazz it up a bit. Azuro Hatch Day. Now, I might be saying Azuro Hatch Day, this is kinda boring. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter, I'm not gonna be playing it. I'm gonna be asleep from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. But that's okay. Because what I won't be asleep for is October 2023 Community Day Timber. Sunday, October 15, 2023 from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Trainers, we're excited to announce that Timber, the muscular Pokemon, will be featured during October Community Day. Timber is going to be the featured Pokemon. Timber is similar to that Shinx in that Shinx and Timber, Timber were those one-star Pokemon that were shiny locked just to raids. So last year, Shinx had its community day, and this year, I guess, Timber 
is having its community day now timber has it has had its shiny already released in the wild well released but not in the wild it was in the wild during go fest and so was that hisuian growlith okay but it wasn't shiny they should have made hisuian growlith shiny during that event and just made it easier to get it during this event so what it seems like is that September is kind of a throwaway month. Oops, sorry, but it really is. Timber's not bad at all. Timber's definitely not bad. Because when you evolve it into Girder, Timber's final evolution during the event will evolve Girder into Conkelder, Timber's evolution during the event. Or up to five hours after, get a Conkelder that knows to charge attack Brutal Swing. Brutal Swing in... Trainer battles the 65 and gyms and raids the 65. Conkelder is ranked highly in the Master League. You're gonna want that counter, dynamic punch, and stone edge. Well, when you get when you evolve the Conkelder, you're going to get that brutal swing. But I don't know if brutal swing is better than the stone edge. It might be. I can see both having having reasons why those movesets are appropriate. So first and foremost on your Conkelder, you're going to want counter. And then if you evolve your Girder into Conkelder, you're automatically going to get Brutal Swing. And then the second move, you can most likely you're going to put Dynamic Punch because it is a fighting type Pokemon. Pure fighting type all the way when it evolves, but it does get that brutal swing dark move. Remember, Machamp got that payback a while back. Machamp got that payback a while back. But it takes a while to get to the move. You need to generate a lot of fast move energy in order to use the payback on Machamp. But brutal swing is less energy to get to. So Conkelder actually kind of outshines Machamp once again because Conkelder on its own has a higher attack and stamina than Machamp which means that overall its CP is going to be higher if you max it out it gets all the way to like 37 something and then Machamp only gets to like 3300s or something but the the power difference is apparent so this is definitely a great community day to participate in because fighting types are very valuable. Valuable for PvP, but valuable overall. For Team Rockets, just amazing. For raids, amazing. And Conkelder is, really, uh, is a really good Pokemon. It really is. I myself don't have a hundo, so I'm going to be looking forward to that. Remember, you have a Community Day special research story, Muscle Memories. For $1 or the equivalent pricing in your local currency, you'll be able to access the Timber Community Day exclusive special research story, Muscle Memories. Remember, you can, you can always gift these to someone, but if they are not going to play that Community Day, be careful because then they will just have a special research story on their thing that they can never get rid of until December when the community day 
thing comes back. In December, they usually do this thing where they'll have like a weekend where any community days that you missed, you can participate in that weekend. And then the moves that you didn't get to get, uh, the legacy moves that you didn't get. Legacy moves are the moves when you evolve the Pokemon during the community data hours. They'll say, oh, you'll get this charge attack. So Conkeldur get Brutal Swing. But in December, you'll get a makeup if you can't do this. Now for this event, you're going to have three times Stardust for catching Pokemon. Two times chance for trainers level 31 and up to receive Candy XL from catching. Two times candy from catching Pokemon. Lure, lure modules and incense will last for three hours during the event period. Take a few snapshots. Remember your snapshots. If you want extra timber encounters, you get five. One additional special trade can be made for a maximum of two for the day. And trades will require 50% less Stardust. While most bonuses are only active during the three-hour event period, these bonuses will be active from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. local time. So even if you're not in a timber mood, you can use your lure modules and incense to go a little bit more than their, what is it, 30-minute or hour duration. They'll go to three hours. And then the trades and stuff like that, which gives you a little bit of time. And then what day is that? Sunday, October 15th. So again, I will not be participating in Timber Community Day. Hopefully my girlfriend can do that for me. Hey, can you do that for me, baby? <laughs> anyway. With these community days, you have four-star raid battles. The four-star raid battles are going to feature the second stage evolution. In this case, it's going to be Girder. And then you can only join these raids using raid passes, premium battle passes. Remote passes cannot be used to join these raids. Now with four-star raid battles, it takes about like two or three people to defeat these things. They're the second stage evolutions. And once you defeat them for 30 minutes, you will have the one in 25 community day odds in terms of shinies that will spawn around that gym where you beat the girder for 30 minutes for 30 meters meters and they will have the one in 25 community day odds girder is a pure fighting type so you want that fairy psychic flying to defeat it this is why having a friend especially during community day or if you miss community day having a friend afterwards helps you out because these four star raids aren't necessarily too hard but because of the timer and how tanky the four star tier makes these pokemon it takes a little bit of effort it's not necessarily that they're more powerful it's just the game adds more bulk to them obviously you're gonna have a field research out if you're trying to get that hundo because conkelder is really only good for the master league he might be good for the ultra league seeing as that he gets that brutal swing move and a lot of people like to use giratina and the like and um armored mewtwo for ultra league so it might see a buff in the ultra league i'm not i don't think 
Great League too much, a Conkelder, maybe a Girder. But remember to do those field research tasks and maybe you'll get the chance to get a timber from a field research task. Why that's important? Well, if you want the hundo, getting Pokemon from field research tasks starts the IVs at 10, 10, 10. Obviously from these, you can get yourself a shundo and all that good stuff. Remember, you're also going to have stickers and all that stuff. So yeah, it looks like that's going to be it for Timber Community Day. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we have a we have a, a nice little shout out that we want to get to. But also we want to talk about the next thing that's going on. So see you in a bit. Welcome, Pokemon Go trainers. This is Life After 50, a Pokemon Go podcast. I am your host, Josh Flores. And if you'd like to reach the show with your own stories, please do so at Pokemon Go LA 50 on Instagram or Twitter or Pokemon Go LA 50 podcast at gmail.com for all your stories, your inquiries, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to say to the show, please do so. I'd be, I'd be very much appreciative of that. All right, guys. The next person that we want to shout out, obviously, if you didn't know by now, is going to be my girlfriend. Now, why is that? That's because right now she's the most important person in my life for so many reasons, but she is my project. And what I mean by project is I'm trying to get her to level 50 secretly. I mean, she knows that, but secretly she doesn't know that because what she doesn't know is behind the scenes when she's sleeping, I'm doing a lot of stuff in her game. Now, is that considered cheating? probably but for her i will do anything and for me she will do anything hopefully she listens to this episode and i won't have to ask her to timber community day for me Uh, i'm still gonna have to ask her right yep but i did want to give her her own kind of special shout out not just because she's my girlfriend but like most people my girlfriend only kind of heard of like pikachu maybe squirtle something like that but From being with me, she's gone from really not knowing anything about the franchise to knowing a little bit more than me in some respects. And it is very scary and very attractive at the same time. But it's so cool because years ago, playing the Game Boy, playing the Switch, playing all these other types of Pokemon games, I wasn't able to get the interaction or the kind of experience with other people. (laughs) My girlfriend only downloaded the game because of me, because she understood how much I love the game and how much it means to me and she downloaded it and not just downloaded it but just totally superseded my expectations in terms of how far she was willing to go to reach her level and she's level 43 by the way close to level 44 
I mean, that's how Tony met his wife, the wife that I, I talk smack about in previous episodes. She's a really good human being. That day she was a little bit extra, but I understand. And that's how he met his wife, raiding. He went to do a raid and she was there too. And they started talking. Next thing you know, a little while later, they're married. And hopefully I hope to one day achieve the same thing through this game. I mean, I didn't meet my girlfriend because of the game, but our relationship, I would say, got a lot stronger because of the game. I think one of the most important things was, it wasn't just that the game was important to me, is that my girlfriend wanted to share that love that I have for the game. And by sharing in that love, she low-key fell in love with the game too. I mean, we have Squishmallows and plushies and Pokemon stuff everywhere in the apartment everywhere. And the best part about that is that I get to nerd out with her. And yeah, sometimes she doesn't understand exactly everything that I'm saying because I talk so fast and I'm... But she understands that I love the game and she loves me and I love her and it's all love. But seriously, it's nice. It's nice to play the game and have like actual support. It's nice to play the game and have someone to actually share it with. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe I'm just really one of the lucky ones. And I know that for a fact. And that's kind of why I wanted to say thank you to everyone. Thank you to Tony. Thank you to my girlfriend. Thank you to my friends and family. I mean, if it wasn't for my family constantly supporting me, I wouldn't have done this podcast. And so to all of you, I want to say thank you. Thank you for helping me. Thank you to anyone who's listening and who's put up with me. But enough of the mushy mush. It's time to battle. Battle like the top champions of Paldea. Trainers, are you ready to battle like the champions from Paldea? Because another Go Battle Weekend is almost here. Go Battle Weekend Gita. <laughs> One day, Gita, I'll figure out who you are. But when this is, is Saturday, October 7th from 12 a.m. to Sunday, October 8, 2023, 11.59 local time. It is the whole weekend from 12 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. From the beginning to the last drop. You will have some bonuses. Four times Stardust uh, from Win Rewards. Free battle theme timed research. The maximum numbers of sets you can play per day will be increased from 5 to 20 for a total of 100 battles a day. That's two days. You have 200 battles to do. A ticket for battle theme time research awarding stardust rare candy candy xl and one star piece will be available for one dollar or the equivalent pricing active leagues great league ultra league master league these are going to be your leagues you can participate in literally anything reward changes during go battle weekend gita guaranteed rare candy xl for trainers level 31 and up for their second win in a set guaranteed rare candy uh, guaranteed rare candy for tra trainers level 30 and below for their second win in a set so that day if you're level 31 and up you'll get a guaranteed rare candy xl if you win your second battle which is amazing for level 30 and below you're only going to receive rare candy if you're level 30 or level 29, you know what, let's just say if you're level like 26, you can get to level 31 by this time. Please do that. I believe in you. Increase Stardust rewards compared to the battle reward tasks. I don't know what that means. 
I just said it, I don't know, to increase Stardust rewards compared to the basic reward tasks. Reward track. You can't read. Today, you cannot read. That's okay. The order of premium track rewards will be rearranged. That doesn't matter. Just participate in this 100 battles. If you're saying that's too much, that is absolutely too much. But what you can do is use something that you already have. Like Greninja, something from a previous community day. We had Charmander, Squirtle. You don't have to have the best PvP IVs when it comes to this weekend. A lot of people are going to be participating just to get the rewards and will be losing on purpose. You will guarantee, you will be guaranteed to win because somebody will just quit for no reason or just let the game kind of just lag out or whatever. Remember to participate and because you have great Ultra and Master League, there's no reason not to participate unless you really just don't have the time, then that's the reason. But I really like these days because on days like this, on Go Battle weekend, after I'm able to do my Pokemoning, I can just sit home and just battle to my heart's content. There's a lot of free Stardust. Now, this thing goes on, what, uh, October 7th. Before October 7th, try to rank up in PvP as much as you can, because the more you rank up, the better the Stardust gains you will get. So the Stardust that you get from like rank 5 to like rank 10 is, is different. Vastly different. It's different enough if you really want that Stardust. And that's what it comes down to. Do you really want this? Because Go Battle Weekend is more for experience in terms of PvP, boredom, let's say you've done everything else you can do, and Stardust. That's really what it is. Remember, you don't have to participate in this stuff, but if you do, you have every league ready to go. So remember, look at your Pokemon. If you don't want to spend a lot of Stardust creating a team because you don't have too much Stardust, then Great League is going to be for you. Master League, if you just want to get it over with, and Ultra League, if you really want a challenge. I'm not saying Great League or Master League like isn't a challenge. But Pokemon are very squishy in the Great League, so battles are a little bit quicker. There are very few Pokemon that you can use in the Master League that's actually kind of relevant, especially if it's not Master Premier. Now, the difference between Master League and Master Pre Premier League is that the Master League, you can use like all the legendaries and stuff. Master Premier, you cannot use legendary. So you could have a maxed out Charizard in Master Premier, but in Master League, you can also have it, but it's probably going to get wrecked by a legendary like Mewtwo or something. Reward challenges during Go Battle Weekend Gita are those things that I said with the increase that and that, but they're not saying anything about the Pokemon that you encounter will have PVP IVs. Well, not PVP IVs, but like wild-esque IVs. A lot of times when you encounter the Pokemon from PVP, they'll have that floor of 10, 10, 10. So it's not saying it here, but it might be it. And speaking of it, that's it for me. 
we're going to leave with saying thank you to everyone who has supported me in my Pokemon Go journey since 1996 up until now. My Pokemon Go journey 2023. It's been a long time. It's been super fun. But it's been even more fun because I have people to share it with. It wasn't like that always in the beginning with me. Even to this day, I often find myself playing alone. But nowadays, I play alone because I want to. Not because I have to. And yeah, I love this game. But I love people. And if I can find a way to blend those two things together, then that makes me one of the happiest people on this earth. It really reinforces in me that you don't have to be the very best. You already are. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.